How many of you brought your Bibles today? Let's, let's bring out our Bibles. Let's hold up our Bibles real tall. Say, this is my Bible. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'm being transformed by the renewing of my mind. I will never be the same again. Transform a living oracle and walking out and fulfilling that destiny. Woo, come on. I'll tell you what, you know, um, Years ago, when I got born again, you know, I never thought my life would have been this good. You know, it's so important that you got to pay attention to what voices you listen to. You hear what I'm saying? It's so important to 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 um, not allow wrong voices to sway you into the wrong direction. You know, you'll you'll get people with who will give you advice, their thoughts on things, particularly if they're not really spiritual, that can get you in a whole lot of trouble. And I noticed over the years, over the course of time, I, I would, you know, growing up with my fellow friends and fellow believers and some that were struggling and some, you, you know, you can always tell when someone's struggling because they're not completely wholeheartedly sold out to God. You know what I mean? They're, they're hit and miss. You know, they, they're in church one day or not in church a week or they're just, you know, a lot of hit and miss. And, you know, you got to be careful you don't take advice from folks who are hit and miss a lot. They're not spending time in the Word. They're not being who God called them to be because God has got a plan and a destiny for you. And, you know, you run into folks and you find out that because they made wrong choices and they decided to not walk with the Lord as they should because they took bad advice, mm-hmm. um, it does harm. And, you know, if someone brought such a testimony like this to me recently, and, and I, 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 the, the thought that went through my mind, I'm not going to share who shared that, that testimony, but the thought that went through my mind was, this happens too often. It happens too often that people take wrong advice. Mm-hmm. And so how do you prevent from getting receiving wrong advice? Well, let me tell you, it's, it's called being rooted and grounded in your local church. Yeah. Being rooted and grounded in your local church. Yeah. And being around other believers... I said being around other believers, you know what I mean? Not the one who comes to church. Just because he goes to church doesn't mean he's a believer. You know, he could be a believer in training. That's good. It's good to be a believer in training. But if he's hit and miss a lot, don't come every time. And he wants to give you advice and and tells you what he he thinks. Oftentimes, you just got to take it with a grain of salt. And that's it. Right? But when it comes to a person who, who knows the Lord and who, who, who speaks with the Lord and has a relationship with you and who's able to give it to you straight. Sometimes you need people who are going to give it to you straight. Amen. Uh, you know, it, it's best to have wounds from a friend than, for, uh, than kisses from an enemy. Right? Let's open our Bibles this, um, this, this evening to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. This morning, you know, I want us to, to really consider some things about, you know, our spiritual condition. Because, you know, we're in a spiritual boot camp, per se. You know, you hear what I'm saying? It's, it's important to real, recognize that your relationship to, to, your, to your, local, your, your local believer, we're all in spiritual boot camp. I heard Pastor Molina say the other day that uh, people who are in the church, you know, they're the sheep. And that the pastor, he's the pastor, he's the shepherd. But as a pastor, you know, I have a pastor too. And so when I'm around her, I don't conduct myself as a, sh- I don't conduct myself as a pastor. I conduct myself as a sheep. That's yeah. good. That's right. 
And what does that mean? That means I'm ever ready to hear and receive what she has. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 70, you could be 80. And you know, it's important to have voices in your life that can correct you. If, if no one's correcting you because you know you're, you're really big in your pants, you, you might get yourself in a lot of trouble. Yeah. In fact, uh, I remember some um, number of weeks ago, um, years ago, I heard this one particular person who was a, um, a gifted speaker say um, he knew he was in trouble because everybody laughed at everything he said and they were just, no one had anything critical he said and he watched his program he looked this was a terrible program everybody's laughing but he goes this 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 thing i was doing he goes it wasn't good he goes because i knew i could have done better and yet it was everybody was there because they loved me and not because of what i was saying was actually being effective or funny and he said the dangerous part is that is that we can get around people that are just just because just because they love us they'll agree agree but the the, the danger part is I'm not having anybody who could speak into my life and saying, hey, this wasn't that good. Yeah. It, it wasn't right. It wasn't that good. You need to sharpen it up in this area. Yeah. And that's why I like having a, a pastor in my life. That's why I like having a voice in my life that I can, that I can go and glean from yeah. that it's going to help sharpen me. It's going to help bring me back to where I need to be. Right. You know, you're never going to always be sharp. You're not going to always be sharp. But you can, for, you can prevent from getting dull. You know, every time I go and cook, you know what I do before I cook? I've learned to sharpen my knives before I cook. You know, when you hit a knife, you grab a knife and you're, cook, you're, you're cooking and you're like, oh my goodness, it's, it's not cutting through those tomatoes that great. Well, you just spend a couple seconds, you sharpen those blades before you know it, they're coming, they're slicing right through. Yeah. So you have instruments yeah. and that, that need to be sharpened. Your senses need to be sharpened. Your, right. your, your, the way you see things need to be sharpened. Right. Your hearing needs to be sharpened. Yeah. So that you know what you're looking at. So you know how to participate in the things of the Spirit. Amen. Right, amen. And over here in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16, he says, Paul writing to the Ephesians says, From whom the whole body is fitly joined together. Now, I think it's interesting. He says the whole body is jointly fit together. Because, you know, you have some folks in there who come to church and they don't look like they're, uh, they're jointly fit together. Some, like I said, the hit and missers. I'm not going to repeat what my spiritual dad used to say because some people took that there. Well, he used to call them the Sunday only bunch. And, you know, and he said that that's not a good representative of, of what faith is going to be and what faith is going to do for you later on. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a, there should be a jointly and there should be a, uh, how should we say, a whole body fitly joined together. Yeah. In other words, it's not disjointed. Yeah. Come on. Come on. When something's disjointed, it brings pain. It brings right. discomfort. It's good. It, 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 in fact, if, if you ever looked at anything that's slightly disjointed, you'll notice that there's swelling. Mm -hmm. There's irritation. Yeah. It's, there's very good. discomfort. And you know the thing about that thing, about when that body's feeling that, the rest of the body knows. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even your hair feels your hips Feel hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Parts of your body that don't, you don't think that would register on that pain oh. are picking up on that pain. And so that's why as a believer, it's so important to keep yourself sharp, fitly joined together, yeah. you know, bringing your supply. Amen. 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 Good. And it's compacted by with every joint that supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Every part has a measure, yeah. which I find very interesting. In other words, well, you know, I'm only good at this. That's your measure. Don't ever put down what you can't do or what you could do or what you barely can do. Do what God called you to do yeah. and bring your measure. Yeah. Come on. 
Well, I'm not the most skillful artist. Bring the measure that you do have yes. to yes. the church. Come on, amen. Amen. Sure. It's so important to bring whatever it is that you have. Yeah. Whether it be a smiley face, whether a warm handshake or, right. or a gentle hug or, or an encouraging word to your, your fellow believer. Right. Those things will always add value to your yes. local church. Yes. If you're coming to church every Sunday and talking about all the bad things that are going on in your life, how you need help and, yeah. and this is going on and your relationships are going on and, it seems, and you're, just, you're just kind of like, how should I say, venting your family problems to everybody. Let me just say something. I love what my mother says, and I really think this is a, is a good, important thing to have in the back. Family business is family business, and nobody needs to know your family business. Yeah. You don't go, go, go to church and complain about everybody in your family. Mm, you don't. You don't, because what you're doing is you're, you're, you're gossiping about your family. Mm-hmm. You're speaking ugly. You're, you're, speaking, you're, you're painting your family as, a, as something that... that that it, you're, if you're believing and trusting God, on. you don't want them to continue down that path. Yeah. So the words right. of faith that should come out of your mouth is, you know what? They're doing good. Yeah. You know, I believe that they're on track. I believe God is bringing them come in. On. There should be a testimony That's that it. you say, sense and see God moving yeah. on in their life. Yeah. Not, on. not talking the end result because the end result will never, if you continue to speak the negative down result, they'll never walk in that fullness. Right. They'll never be that, that person that's joined to the body. Yeah. And they won't feel that every part. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And so every part that makes increase of the body unto edifying of itself, it edifies itself, but it does it in love. Yeah. So tearing down your family isn't going to edify your church in love. Tearing down the minister who, who said something. I remember some years ago, years ago, I had a guest minister come up and someone just, they said something from the pulpit and they got so mad. And I said, well, you probably wouldn't have been so mad if what they said wasn't so true. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we get really mad at things that are very true and pointed towards us. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I believe that no child, well, you know, when I first got uh, my first spankings as a kid, which was pretty early, I got my first spanking. I, I was really mad at my mom and dad. But re- now that I'm older, right. because wisdom now sees a spanking is not necessarily bad. Yeah. I say, you know what, thank you, mom and dad, for taking the, the time and the courage to spank me and tell me what I needed to hear even when I didn't want to hear it because it's, yeah. produced, it's produced a harvest in my life. Good. Anybody who's able to hear is produ- will produce a harvest in their life. Fine. When you are unable to hear, it won't produce anything in your life. Mm-hmm. It, it'll continue the problems that you're trying to escape. It'll continue on. It'll, it'll, all it'll do is drag on or put off what God is trying to do in your life. Come on, amen. And God doesn't want to, you to put off what he's trying to do in your life. Right. He, wants to, he wants you to entertain the idea of walking in the fullness, of allowing him to be in your life in love towards others and, Lord, and love towards yourself. Right. And, and treating people right. And treating, right. And treating you, know, you know, the most important thing is most people never have a problem really, some, in, in some most cases, of having a problem with loving themselves. Some people really love themselves really well. Because, you know what I mean? They dress themselves better than you. They eat really good, everything. And, and they never really think of others. And, but you as a believer know I, I, it's time for me to be others-minded. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Amen. Come on. I like something my wife said, and, and I think we, I don't remember where we heard it, but we should listen. We should communicate not to be um, 
to be understood, but for us to understand. Yeah. So many times we want people to understand us when really we need to be the ones learning how to understand. Yeah, that's right. and, and in our understanding, we will help the, we will bring our supply to our local church. Yeah, uh, we're not always trying to get our way. We're not trying to get the pastor to do this program. Yeah. Um, I, I remember a good friend of mine who was a, a pastor up in uh, Springville. And he was a really, he was a, he was a kind man. He was a sweet man. And um, I remember one time I was talking he said, you know, every time they have a vote, we're going to do this. We, they bought a bunch of computers here and, and then we're going to teach the youth how to use computers because computers is the way of the future. So they spent, they bought like 10 or 12 computers and they, it was a real high tech thing and the computers just sat there. And he goes, well, what? He, goes, he goes, it's a bummer that they bought all these computers and we were going to do this, but the, the church was really good at starting stuff, but it wasn't really good in following through and doing it because they expect the pastor to do it. They expect the pastor to do everything. And, they, and because of that, that really in the end of that, that, that individual pastor, at the end he ended up getting burned out and now he's no longer in the ministry. He retired. Um, but the, here's the thing that you as a person, as an individual, God has given you a supply to bring. He's given you the supply to bring. Yeah, you are the one with the talent. Right. You're the one that God's going to anoint with abilities. Yeah. He's the one that's going to give you the potential. He's going to the one that's going to put yeah. a, a function on that unction. Amen. Amen. So, so it's so important to stay engaged with the things of the spirit, yeah. particularly because the, that itself will bring a supply to your local church. Amen. Amen. So let's open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 2. <clears throat> Now, it's going to appear as though for a moment that I'm changing gears, but really I'm not. I'm, I want you to know that, that I, I, I am on track. Amen. Because we've got to make sure that we do not misplace our affections. That's right. Do you hear what I'm saying? We've we yeah. got to make sure that we don't misplace our affection. What I mean by that is that we, we hold our relationship to people more than our relationship to God. Mm -hmm. That we, 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 we hold our relationship or we find our identity in our work versus our, our representation of who we are in Christ. Hear what I'm saying on that? <clears throat> so in Colossians chapter 2, verse 1, uh, verse one um, I'm going to read to you quite a bit here. I, got two, I don't think I'm going to get too far in my notes. I'm, I'm just barely making a dent in this thing this tonight. But over here in Colossians chapter 2, verse 1, he says, For I would, I would, I would that, you would know, that you knew that what great conflict, this is Paul talking, I have for you and for them and Laodicea, for as many as have been have not seen my face in the flesh, for their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love. Now, notice he said they'll be comforted when they're knit together in love, and unto all the riches and all the full assurance of understanding to the <clears throat> to the acknowledging of the mystery of Christ and to the Father of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. The NIV says, I tell you this so that no one deceive you by fine sounding arguments. Now, I want to back up a little bit. Paul was saying, I, I, I would that you would know what great conflict. But he says in the NIV, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you. As a spiritual father, I want you to know over the river church, I want you to know how hard we are contending for you. In other words, we know that there are things that are fighting for your attention daily. We know there, there are things that are trying to win your, your attention. But we are contending. We are challenging. We are, we are trying to um, 
how shall I say, wake you up. Wakey, wakey. Yeah. <laughs> say, be spiritual. Fall in love with Jesus because all your answers are in him. Yeah. We're contending you for that. Yeah. There is a contending. In other words, I don't want you to be distracted with things trying to take you away because those things will remove you from the flow and get you disjointed. And that we should seek to gain mastery in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Come on. We, should, we are mastering in the realm of the spirit. And we are mastering that which is of our mind. In other words, we're not allowing our minds to take the wrong way of thinking. Mm-hmm. We're growing in mastery. Yeah. We understand that love that unlocks where, the tre- where all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge will be. Love unlo- un- let me rephrase that again. Love unlocks wisdom, the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. Think about that. That's what, he's, that's what Paul is writing here in Colossians chapter 2. See, there are things, unless you learn how to love God's way, there is wisdom, there is knowledge that will not be accessed by you until you walk in love. And, and if you allow yourself to be um, unlodged out of that, you will become bitter. You'll become irritated. You, like, remember what we talked about, that dis, disjointed joint. Yeah. Swollen. Irritated. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows you. Have you ever been that way? I have. I'll tell you what. You get upset once, and I remember one, I'm not going to say the whole, give you the whole testimony, but, you know, years ago I got, I, I got hurt by somebody in my mind, let me just say that, in my mind, and it just grew bigger and bigger and bigger, and to where even when I saw the person, I just was like, I was like, you know, on the inside, and it took me three years to get over that, and you know, it never should have taken that long, and during that time, it robbed me. Didn't rob them any. It robbed me. It robbed me of opportunities. It robbed me of the blessing of the Lord. See, you and I will never walk in the fullness unless we're willing to let go of our offenses and our hurts Mm -hmm. and our preconception of how we think we think should have been done in our own mind. If we answer with love, then it again opens up that wisdom. It opens up that knowledge that only God can give. We want wisdom. You know, people say, you know, I, I've heard people say this some years ago. You know, I want to have a, I want to have a deep, deep relationship. I just want deep relationship with God. If you don't know how to walk in love, you can just might as well scrap it. Yeah. If you're leaving your church every time because pastor said something, you know, hey, you're coming into church late. I can't believe pastor said I come to church late. Or he said to me, I have to come to church. Can you believe the nerve he's telling me? If you are getting upset because of yeah. any of those things, mm-hmm. you're not walking in love. Mm-hmm. His job is to correct. Mm-hmm. Didn't say his job was a fun job. His or her job was a fun job. Mm-hmm. It's the job. Mm-hmm. You ever hear people, well, why don't, why don't you take that management position? You know what the, most people say when they ask them why they take that management position? I don't want the problems. It's just too hard. It's a lot of work. That's the number one thing they say. Yeah. Why don't you want to be a pastor? Because it's a lot of work and you're going to have to be accountable. Yeah. So if you're going to have to, if you know that person's going to have to be accountable, yeah. why are you making it hard for them to do their job? Come on. Amen. <laughs> yeah. 
And in fact, we were re- Pastor Molina was reading the scripture like la- uh, last week about uh, br- uh, about pastors. And but if you one more line, I almost forgot to tell you one more line. It says so that they can do it without grief. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they can be your pastor without yeah. grief. Yeah, 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 that's right. You know, and off and oftentimes we forget that you know our our responses can produce grief. Yeah. Are you saying that I can be a pain in the patootie? Have you ever, let me, yeah, you can, but you know who else can be a, you ever have a kid who is taking the worst time to, to blow up and to have a fit and start having a tantrum? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a grief to you as a parent? Yeah. You're trying to go to church and next thing you know, Billy wants to just start bop the other one and they start going back and none of them seems to like they want to stop and it's just going on until you walk up in the front of the church and the next day everybody's just really saintly and well behaved. <laughs> But you feel it and it takes away from what you're trying to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you rob yourself. Yeah. You rob yourself when you say, you know what? I don't want to be corrected. I don't want to be told. Yeah. You rob yourself. Yeah, every great person, every great person living on this earth today takes corrections, takes orders every day. I don't care if your name is Elon Musk. Every day you take orders and you take direction. If you don't take orders well, people won't buy your cars. If you don't take orders well, people won't buy your rockets. You can't get upset if they don't receive from you because you don't know how to listen. Everybody has to listen. Everybody needs to know how to take correction. Everybody, every time when the, someone goes to the store, you know, Pastor Melina just, bless her heart, just blessed me with a bunch of suits. And I was like, she got on sale. And so I was like, oh, but you know, if she, if she would have gotten her, if she would have gotten that list and all those, they sent suits that were different suits and different sizes. She was like, what's this? And, and she sends them back and you'd be like, well, why'd you send them back? We sent you suits. Yeah, but they're not the right size. Well, why don't get upset with us? We send you suits. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's something that she didn't order. Yeah. And so we shouldn't get upset if the Lord says, hey, walk in love, be at peace, be clear-minded, grow some stability, become sound in your thinking. Yeah. There's, those, are, those are requests that are not, um, that are not uh, how shall I say, um, it, it's not unreasonable to ask right. anybody these things. It's not unreasonable to ask your child to, to, to talk straight to their other sibling. It's not unreasonable for your, your boss to say, hey, uh, you need to talk good to these customers. Next time we take an order, we need to do it this way, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not unreasonable. Yeah. It's very reasonable. Yeah. And so, again, if we want to be a master in these areas, we've got to always think, I'm always correctable. Things are always, are always changing. Yeah. I, I, I'm adaptable. Yeah. I am mendable. I, I am, I can be corrected. If, uh-huh. if I'm, my life is getting off in a different direction, I should be able to hear from my parent or my pastor or, or, the, or the president of the company says, Hey, you need to fix this. Yeah, right. Everything is, everything is up and negotiable with yeah. the Lord. Yeah. The Lord says, we're not doing this. You're doing this. Yes, sir. That's right. There's no question. That's right. It's just something that we do. So I sternly warn that there are those who will, will try to talk you out of what is right. Yeah. And I say this because this has happened over the years. I know people who don't go to church who, who've, um, 
Maybe they got out of church and they brought a lot of people with them to go start another church. Mm -hmm. And now those folks aren't in the church anymore. And I totally believe that those folks who, who do, do such things are going to have to answer to God. I do not want to be, I don't think asking forgiveness is going to be enough. I think you're going to have to give record for that because you uprooted a lot of people. I believe God's going to forgive you, but I really believe that there's, there is, I think there's going to be some sort of penalty. I don't know. I don't think God's going to send you to hell, but I think you're going to get spanked. <laughs> I think there's going to be some, you may get a downgrade of what you've been wanting, wanting, you know, you may not get the mansion. You may get the little, little flat over somewhere on the other side of heaven. I don't know. I'm not the judge of these things, but it makes you wonder, you know, like, you know, I wonder if people get downgraded. <laughs> Just something that's always made me wonder because we can't live our lives because God's going to reward us. Yeah. Bible says He's going to reward. He's going to reward us openly yeah. according to our works. Yeah. Didn't say all the what those all this reward doesn't mean it's always going to be a good reward. He says He's going to reward you openly. In other words, I'm going to there, there are some things that are going to have to be cleared up and taken care of. Yeah. And, and, and you know, yeah. I'm just going to let that just kind of let that sink in a little bit let, just let it just let it bake in a little bit just let it just let it sit there for a while just sort of like you know when you you, you pull out mama pulls out her good uh meatloaf she just sits it there and just lets it soak in just let that flavor get going just let that word sink in amen, amen. so every every year <clears throat> let's go let's go ahead on this let's open our bibles to um let's go to verse six i apologize verse 6 in the same chapter of Ephesians. Um, I may have skipped, and I think I did. Well, I wrote a verse, but then then I, I believe I may have actually... Um, yes, I'm back on track, yes. Uh, verse 6, same chapter, verse 6. As you therefore receive Jesus Christ the Lord, so you walk in Him. Isn't that interesting that you were to walk in Him? As you receive Christ, walk in Him. In other words, your life should be the compartment. People say the compartment of your life should be my life is church. My life is God. My life is my relationship. Walk in that relationship. Treat your home as this is where I have fellowship with God. Treat your physical tent. This is where I have fellowship with God. And I, my body, is this is where I walk with him. In my home, this is where I walk with him. In my car, this is where I'm with him. Amen. And I'm rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith as having been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. In other words, yeah. I am grateful. I'm not ungrateful. Yeah. Good. Again, going back to what we said earlier, beware lest any man spoil you through vain philosophies, mm -hmm. vain deceit after the tradition of men, after rudimentaries of the world, and not after Christ. For yeah. in him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Christ, everything that you need is there. Not philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, boy, I tell you. You gotta watch out for the philosophy. Some 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 people are like, oh wow, that really makes sense, boy. That really can make you sound heady. That can really make you sound wise. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's empty. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Empty. That's right. Amen. You know, I I've I've been in college and I've taken philosophy. There's nothing worse than people trying to act, hang out together and try to act like they're really smart. <laughs> Even when you go to places when you got people who are trying to be sophisticated and drink their little cocktails and, 
and try to be sophisticated and talk about the different philosophies. They want to give you my quote. You're like, ugh, gag me with a spoon. It's just like, you're, it's like such, it's so, it's, I don't know what the word, it's so pretentious. You know, I think God just looks at it and like rolls his eyes. Oh, you're going to college. You know what I mean? It's, I've been to college, Pastor Molina and I, we've graduated from college, we've been around folks like that. Have you ever been like a person like that spiritually? Where you act like you know everything, hey, it can just it can stink just as bad. Yeah. The thing is, is that you and I have got to learn to be teachable. Yeah, that's right. That's what separates everybody from everyone else. I don't know everything. Yeah. You know, I've graduated from college. I've been out of school. I've been a pastor for almost close to 14 years. Maybe I'm at 14 years already. But I will say this: I don't know everything. And one thing I do know is I do know Christ yeah. and I don't, I know him and I want to fellowship with him. Yeah. I know that it's important to have a relationship with him and that my life will never be full unless I'm trying to, if, if I'm trying to get my wisdom from someplace else, come on, amen. it's not, it's not going to come from right. the world. The world. No. It's not going to come from Oprah. We know definitely ain't going to come from Oprah mm-hmm. and ain't going to come from Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. It's not ungenerous or, um, it's it's not it's not going to come from the world. Right. They don't they don't have wisdom. Yeah. They don't. Even, I love Dr. Phil, but Dr. I don't even watch Dr. Phil. So I really shouldn't say that. But what wisdom does he have apart from God? God's wisdom will get you out of every situation that you've got yourself into. Yeah, that's right. Amen. That wisdom. The world doesn't understand. Right. God's wisdom is pure. It's clean, it's undefiled, yes. and it comes from heaven, yeah. and it brings life. Yeah. Right. And sometimes what he asks you to do doesn't make sense, yeah. but in the end, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh one rich, and it adds no sorrow. That's right. It doesn't add sorrow. Yeah. So, <clears throat> now, how are we going to walk in him, rooted and built up and established in the faith, right? Not everything you believe belongs. Not everything you feel belongs. Not everything you cry is right. Not every injustice is injustice. Right? What is it? You've got to re- re- going back to the word. Our supply, our understanding is not on what we feel, on what we see. You've heard people say that. In the word, they quote it. For we walk by faith. And not by sight. That's right. Right? Yeah. But you can't say that if you're crying about all your problems. Mm-hmm. I know that we walk by faith and not by sight, but sometimes it just gets so bad. It just gets yeah. so bad. Yeah. You're not walking by faith. Yeah. You're not walking by faith. Mm-hmm. At some point, you've got to sometimes, you know, there's been times where I'm like, I'm on the verge of like tears. And there's, years ago, there was a, a moment where I was on the verge of tears, and I'm like, Lord, and I just felt like, like I could cry. I said, Lord, you know what? I could cry right now, but you know what? I'm not going to use my tears to manipulate you or anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take responsibility for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to my, bring myself together. No, uh, I don't think there's a need to cry on this, mm-hmm. even though my feelings are hurt, even though my, my, my feelings are justified on this. At least, I, at least I think they are, but I'm not going to allow myself to go there. I'm going to keep myself together because I don't think losing control, having a pity party is pleasing to you. 
And if you'll find out later, if later on, if we get more in the word, you'll find that pity parties ultimately is really a sinful state to be in where you're feeling sorry for yourself and you're crying about their situation. That's, that's, and, and the world, that's okay. Oh, just vent it. Get it all out. Get it out. And you know what happens when you get it out? You get it back in and you get it worse. Yeah. It just makes it worse. Right. You defile that person. Then you defile yourself because you, let, you spoke over that person, those things that you shouldn't have spoke. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It, 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 it never helps. It never produces. In fact, all it does is bring resentment. And then you have to unshoot your arrows and you have to say, you know, I was thinking wrong, but you said it. Now that person has to deal with everything that you said that you said you didn't mean. Yeah. Come on. So the greatest challenge for every believer is going to be to guard your heart. Things that sound logical perhaps even appear to be sound. However, they lack the agreement with the word. Don't allow yourself to be in agreement with things that don't agree with the word. If you find out that you have a thought or a belief that does not line with the word, change it. Over the years, I have found myself believing things that I didn't know that were not in the word that I thought were word. And then I realized, oh, I've got to change. Christians ought to be changing continually. We're always changing. We're always adapting. We're always being molded into the image of Christ. Yes, yes, amen. We should always be being, being adaptable yeah. and workable. Mm-hmm. If anything, yeah. people should say about Christians should be this. Is they're easy to work with. They're pleasant to work with. They're, they're, they're adaptable. They're, they, it doesn't matter if they're in charge. If they're in charge, they're great. If they're not in charge, they adapt to the person who's in charge. They're not always... Forcing their way. <laughs> we, all, we all need that challenge, amen? Yeah. Remember, the, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 1, verse 3, says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, mm-hmm. nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And, he, and in his laws he doth meditate night and day. He shall be... Like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season, his leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. So over the years, I try not to be shocked by it, but I see people grow offended with a, with a brother or sister, a parent, a pastor, or someone mm-hmm. for that matter, and they don't prosper. Mm-hmm. Stay planted with God. Stay planted in his house. You will not wither. You will not wither. You'll grow strong. You'll live long. God did not call you to live in pot ministry. What's a pot? You don't, you're not planted anymore. Pastor Molina talked a little bit about this recently, about being, being in the pot ministry, but I think it's, it's almost hysterical because you, 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 we live in a California where people smoke pot, and I don't think too, the two are too far. I think the, the two are a lot alike because both they, dis, they destroy your senses and how you think straight. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think straight. You don't see the world straight. You don't see things straight. In fact, you see things out of a funky, wrong attitude. You laugh at things you shouldn't laugh at. You get angry at things you shouldn't be getting. You call things that are wrong. 
right yeah. and things that are right, wrong. Come on. Come on. You, 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 if you put aside your discernment, uh -huh. but the world will say, oh, come on. The wisdom of the world is, come on, this is good for your glaucoma. This is good for people with cancer. This is good. You know what? You know what's really good for people who are fighting anything? The word of God. That's right. The word of God will always get you through. Yes. It's always got us through. Amen. That's right. So let's open our, I think we're getting ready. What time have we got here? Well, we got plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. We might go to 830. Hey. <laughs> Ow. Come on. Uh, I just reminded myself of um, Bob Hope. I don't know. Some of you probably know who's Bob Hope or Jerry Lewis. But I, used to, I, I saw something recently with those two. And I just, sometimes you just need to watch something that's clean and pure and not always something that's raunchy. To laugh. Well, I'm just going to move along on that. I'm just going to move right along on that. Matthew 16, verse 13 says this, and this is something that I find very interesting because <coughs> even when you've got God in your life, you've got to always be correctable. So that you, when, because if you're, if you're rooted and grounded with God, you're always going to be malleable, always going to be correctable. You're always going to let, you're going to let the master talk to you and correct you. You're not going to leave you're not going to leave because you got offended that Jesus dumped, had oil dumped on his feet. And they were anointed him with spike guard. You're not going to try to undo Jesus because he didn't do things the way you thought it should have been done. Yeah. Just saying. You know who did that, but we're just saying. If, if you find that yourself, you got upset, just re recognize that the, who you're in fellowship with. Judas did the same thing. You don't want to be in, you don't want to be in the fellowship or the class of Judas. Offense will, will put you in that classroom. In Matthew 16, verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Syria, Philippi, he asked his disciple, who do, men, who do the men say, who, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, John, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others still, others, still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But Jesus says, but who, who, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, of son of Jonah, for what has not been revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you, Peter, that on this rock, my church shall be built and the gates of Hades shall not stand and shall not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Notice there that Peter got a gold star. He had a gold star moment. You know the problem with getting gold stars when you're a little kid? Especially this happened to me. I don't know if this ever happened to any of you. Get a gold star. And because you did something wrong, they took that gold star off that thing. You're like, no, they took my gold star away. Well, Peter, you don't have, you don't have to feel bad. Peter had that moment too, right? Peter, as soon as he, as soon as he got that gold star, and from the first time he began to explain to the was that he was going to have to be put to death, then, then Peter said, no, Lord, it's never going to happen to you. And Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block. <laughs> gold star, gone. You as a Christian and a believer, not everything you think is right. Just because you had one revelation, just because you had profound insights in the past does not going to say that you're going to always carry the same weight. 
Yeah. Then in other words, you're going to always have to challenge yourself. Am I hearing this clearly? Yeah. Am I hearing this straight? Is there someone in my life that can speak to me to keep me rooted and grounded in the things of God? Everybody needs that in their life. Mm -hmm. Everybody. I don't care who you are. If you're at home right now and you say, Pastor Marcus, I haven't been thinking straight on some things. You know what you can do to fix that? Repent. Make it right. Yeah. Say, Father, forgive me. I'm, I, I got to think, start thinking straight. Right. I got to start. I got to start handling things in a way that just brings honor and glory to the Father. Yeah. You're not the only one who's, who, who uh, I think the Lord has rebuked. I remember my spiritual father talked about how the Lord rebuked him in the middle of a service, came out of a, came out of a Leslie of, a, of the Oregon and gave, looked at him with fiery eyes and, and, and told him he'd been mishandling his um, healing ministry. And, he, well, and, then, and then his wife turns to him and says, well, you haven't been praying for anybody for years for, for, to be healed. And, and someone like, well, why was he so hard on me? You are his anointed you are his appointed. God has a plan for you, brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Don't waste it yeah. with foolish people, mm -hmm. foolish living, yeah. because you have been marked out by God. Yeah. Yeah. And as somebody who's been marked out by God, by God mm -hmm. be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, I just want to say I love you. We love you. We're so glad you were here to join us. I just want to encourage you tonight before you roll and go and, and get back to doing what you're doing, just to take time out, go online, hit like, hit share, and uh, make sure you give an offering. Make sure you give an offering. Go visit that website right now as soon as we close the service. And uh, you know what? I just sense in my heart before we actually close, I want to pray for a few folks. I feel a stirring in my heart to pray for some folks that are home right now. Father, we speak healing. <clears throat> yeah. I see uh, healing that needs to take place in someone's shoulder. And so, Father, we just pray over that right now. We, we pray over those shoulders and we speak healing. And I thank you, Father. We, we speak the healing anointing over their shoulders right now. And we command those joints to line up. Those joints in their shoulders, their joints in their hips. Yep, hips line up. Ankles line up. Knees line up. I thank you, Father. I thank you. And then we speak strength to the back. Mm. Let's pray for a moment because I sense God wants to do more here tonight. No, no, we, were cho we choose to believe the report of the Lord. Say, I choose to believe the report of the Lord. I am healed. I am delivered. And I am set free. And if there's a presence of an evil spirit on my body, it must, go. it must go. It must flee. It must flee. Because, I'm in agreement because I'm in agreement with the word, with the word. And, my and my pastor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Oh, isn't God good? Yes. He's not done with you. Right. He's not done with you. Stop thinking that you, you, God could never use you because you make way too many mistakes. Well, if that was the case, none of us could ever be used. Well, I got so upset and I, I just gave him a piece of my mind. Sister, you need to just forgive yourself. Just forgive yourself. Yeah. And, and, and quit talking so harshly over those children. 
When you talk about your kids, oh, God's doing good things in their lives. God's doing great things. Oh, Billy there, he's, he's one of these days. God's just going to use him mightily. God's going to use him in such a way that, that, it, that it'll even surprise you, Mama. It'll even surprise you, Daddy. Some of you are going to be in some really big surprises when you see what God does for you and your children. Amen. 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 Well, I love you. We love you. And we'll see you Sunday. Amen. Amen.